Under the leadership of that hardy woodsman, Daniel Boone, a large party set out for the new land, Kentucky. Abraham Lincoln was born right here. The world seems to be pretty like me. I'm Colonel Harold Sanders, and I'd like to tell you a little bit about my Kentucky Fried Chicken. Have I told you you people are crazy? This is Old Kentucky Tales, the only podcast that solemnly swears that we have never swapped curds and whey for mignon filet. Today's title is Cottage Cheese Saved the World Twice. I am your host, Brent Taylor. To my left is the wittiest historical sidekick since Spiro Agnew, Jason Donner. Was he good? Was he funny? He was known for all kinds of little quips. Really? So I don't know if you've ever heard of the nattering nabobs of negativism. No, <laughs> that was that was him. Okay, <laughs> so so you're uh, you're right up there, Spiro. except without the bribery scandal. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if people know commonly anything about Spiro other yeah, than probably something unhappy. Yeah. <laughs> In this episode of Old Kentucky Tales, our main event will explain how cottage cheese saved the world not once but two times. Our bonus material is government driving tips, proving once and for all that common sense isn't that common. And along the way, don't forget to support the fake history sponsors who support Old Kentucky Tales. The products are real, only the sponsorship is fake. Now playing at Family Drive-In Theater, Blood Feast. Introducing Connie Mason. You saw her in Playboy Adult Horror. No one admitted alone. What does that mean, no one admitted it alone? I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't kids. know. Yeah, I don't. I don't can know. Can I go if, alone? I don't know. It sounds like maybe you can't. It's a blood feast. Yeah. So is this? I think your joke you're going for here is the family <laughs> drive-in. Yeah, is yes, featuring uh, Connie Mason and a really bad feast. horror flick. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No one admitted alone. That part is a little mysterious. Right? Maybe like, maybe they, they are realizing how sad that would be for that person. So you know what? If you're doing this alone. <laughs> We're not even going to let you. Or maybe it's you're too just going to feel worse. Maybe yeah. it's too scary. You you got to have somebody in that car with you because Yeah, it's we're so going to mock you, blood feast. <laughs> the other one down here you marked out scum of the earth. Oh uh, yeah. That's a good title. <laughs> yeah, apparently it's a double feature, right? You can uh, go see all scum the horror of the earth. flicks. Right. I don't ever watch horror flicks, do you? I don't like them. Um, I do. No, I'll watch the classic guys, your your Boris Karloffs. Vincent Price has got a lot of good stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they're good, though. I like comedies and history things. Well, it's not that I'm watching like, oh, I'm scared, but it's like interesting to see the way they did it with makeup and just that 60s, 70s, especially 60s. Oh, because no computer-generated stuff. Yeah, and there's a lot of um, Dr. Frankenstein and all that stuff's really good. Yeah, I can see some of that, kind of like a Disney sci-fi Yeah, it's not really sort of scary. Thing. A kid could yeah. watch it for the most part. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, as long as it's not like... Yeah, it's not true gore. Exactly. It's not a blood it's feast. It's mostly suspense. Right? Yeah, it is, and just yeah. like kind of cool and mysterious, but you know, there's like a million movies they made that are just gone <laughs> forever. Oh, really? Yeah. They're, they're, I don't know. I'm just going to set a million. I don't know. Yeah. How would there be exactly a million? <laughs> Start the I'll search. Google this while you're... All right. About disappearing movies? That's no, about Blood Feast. Oh, Blood Feast. Yeah. yeah. I bet it's on uh, IMDb, right? Yeah, it'll be listed. Probably. Yeah. Probably all the stars and, you know, there's Connie oh. Mason and whatever. Here's the trailer right here. <laughs> <laughs> the trailer for Blood Feast? Uh, yeah. Really? Okay. Well, the internet said yes. Okay. Okay, well, go. It's not all that, uh, not all that uh, uncommon then. 
Now it's time for the moment we've all been waiting for. The main event. An entire podcast built on cottage cheese, Jason. How about that? I think it's great. Why is it called cottage? I've got like eight questions. Do you uh, like cottage cheese? I do like cottage cheese. When's the last time you ate cottage cheese? I probably had some last year at some really? point. Last year? You don't like cottage cheese. Well, no, I do like you cottage You tolerate cheese. it when it's around. No, I actually, I actually really do, you really? do like it you a lot. You forget about it then. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of like you, you have to buy it, <laughs> um, then it's on the clock. It is on the clock a little bit. It feels once like you open it, it's, like it's you mostly eat the whole thing. rotten when you buy it or something, as I understand it. <laughs> right. I don't understand the curd part. You like big curd, small curd, large curd? I'll go with small on small that Small curd, of but, course, uh, not those big curds. It's all okay. I, I've never discriminated about based on curd size. Do you put it in the peach? No, I don't mix it with that fruit. That seems gross. People want to like put it, it in yeah, fruit. I can't do that. I uh, I do like it with... Crackers, potato Cracker. chips. Really? Potato You're chips. You're scooping up cottage cheese? Yeah, and like if you use it as a dip, it's pretty good. Are you kidding me? No. I've never seen it. I just eat it. I ate it last night. Did you really? Yes. I really <laughs> like it a lot. Show? Is that what you, <laughs> I had like, no you idea. You got the email that we were going to do this episode? No, you, so you sent like, this hey, out. I'm like eating it. No, I mean, it was there. <laughs> um, but it's good. A little pepper. Just eat it. Oh, pepper is very good with yeah. cottage cheese, right? Now, uh, but you said you do have limits. I did. How much? Yeah, yeah. You told me. Oh, how, oh the right. Show. I've had a Yeah, it's the kind of thing like you're eating. It's like, man, this is so good. That's so great. It's so. In, and then like, mm, I'm done. Four it's now gross. Later, yeah, <laughs> there's only so much cottage cheese to be had. Okay, well, that uh, was not true when it came to the world wars. When it came to the world wars, you were supposed to be out there eating more and more cottage cheese all the time. But they're trying to get us to save other things with this. Yeah, and primarily meat because we're saving meat. The whole idea is that you got to yeah. have enough meat to feed the soldiers, plus feed refugees, plus feed people refugees. Back at home. Absolutely, Wait, as far back as World War One, that's nice. We were out there feeding Belgium. Of course, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's just that's the way we do things, right? The Germans roll over people in the World Wars, and then we go in and feed the refugees. Yeah, that is nice. But uh, when you're saving the meat, then we're going to have to substitute something in. The backup quarterback has to go in. And the backup quarterback in this case is cottage cheese. So we're going to start with World War II, and then we'll work our way back to World War I. We'll just go back in time okay. in the history of cottage cheese. The history of cottage cheese. <laughs> <laughs> this is from the Department of Agriculture, the USDA. It's from the World War II era, back in the, the kind of mid-40s. <laughs> Subject, cottage cheese in wartime meals, it says. Here. Yeah. Call it Dutch. Call it cottage. Call it bakers. Call it pot. Apparently, these are various be, random I names guess. for cottage cheese. Yeah, like regional things. Dutch cheese, pot cheese. Never heard of pot cheese? No. No, I haven't either. You sit in a pot till it rots. Or call it by the Pennsylvania Dutch name, smearcase. <laughs> hey, could you imagine, like, I'm looking for the smear, the smear case. case. I can't find the smear case anywhere. Where, <laughs> where is this stuff? <laughs> Whatever you call it, it's a good cheese for your meals this wartime summer. It's a good cheese for dinner and supper, as well as for the lunchbox. Oh, no, it's not. You don't want to take the lunchbox with you on the go? <laughs> what you got you there, the Charlie? Cheese? Four-hour-old cottage cheese. Oh, that's crazy sounding, isn't it? <laughs> 
One reason for using cottage cheese this summer is that it can pinch hit for meat as a main dish at meals. Meat and cottage cheese certainly don't look or taste alike. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> In fact, you can hardly find two foods that seem more unlike. Right. It's almost as if this whole idea is really stupid of us. <laughs> but we're selling it to you. Yeah. Cottage cheese, soft, delicious, bland in flavor. <laughs> <laughs> you would say had no resemblance to meat. But you can't judge food value by looks and taste alone. <laughs> Actually, cottage cheese is enough like meat and food value to pinch hit for it in meals. Whatever. Cottage, cottage cheese and meat are, are most like in protein or bodybuilding material. They differ somewhat in minerals. Cottage cheese has more calcium than meat. Meat has more iron. But because of the protein both of these foods contain, nutrition scientists say that as you eat less meat, you may well eat more cottage cheese. <laughs> yeah, because you are starving. <laughs> so, uh, so another thing they're going to do on the following page is that they're going to tell you how you can actually make your own cottage cheese at home. Yeah, this is what I've wondered about every time I take a bite. How exactly did this milk become, <laughs> while good, a little bit concerning? If you think about it long enough, yeah. you probably eh, going to back out of this. Right, yeah. All right. Well. Briefly, here's the old-fashioned way of making cottage cheese at home. Oh, I saw the word. Clabbered. <laughs> uh, oh, clobbered That's milk. clobbered. Yes. That was clabbered. Um, Cla I'm thinking of I've, clabber girl. I've always heard... Who's Clabber Girl? I've always heard Clobber there, but I don't know. I think know. you're right, but also I'm right. But, uh, may, yeah, maybe it's both. Okay. I'm not sure. All right. First, set a pan of milk where the temperature is about 70 degrees Fahrenheit. This time of year, set milk in the cellar to get this temperature because we don't have air conditioning at home. Yes. Oh. Ordinarily, milk takes about 30 hours to become thick and just sour enough. But you can hurry it. You can hurry by taking it back upstairs. <laughs> you, you can hurry it by adding a little buttermilk or freshly sour milk as a starter. I, I did not realize you could increase the yeah. the uh, disintegration of all uh -huh. this stuff. Okay. I'd like to put a little egg white in mine. <laughs> Pasteurized milk especially needs uh, a starter to hasten the souring. Because, you know, they've been treating it with all the... There's so we're leaving milk out. 30 hours. Just leave it out there, see what happens. Sounds like a science see what experiment. Has, see what happens. <laughs> it's penicillin. Did you, did you know cottage cheese was penicillin? I did not know that. And that's how it saved the world. It's true. Now, as soon as the milk is thickened, cut it in pieces, uh, two inch in square. Okay, maybe we waited too long. Can you imagine long. like slicing it with a knife at yeah, this like point? Yeah, like a piece of milk. Wow. <laughs> piece of milk. <laughs> well said. Then stir it thoroughly with a spoon. Now heat the milk to make it separate into curds and whey, and to give cheese a firm texture. Right. Set the pan of clabbered or clobbered milk in hot water until the milk becomes just lukewarm. Keep it warm this way for half an hour, stirring gently with a spoon. Take care not to overheat it. That makes the cheese tough. This is taking forever to make cottage cheese. <laughs> yeah, you're It'd be already... easier to just... <laughs> Shoot an animal outside and eat it. So we are, what, we're like 32 hours into this? <laughs> right, yeah. And maybe it's going to work. We don't know. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, now pour the warm curds and whey in a cheesecloth bag and drain until the whey stops flowing in a steady stream. So you want to get all the excess whey out, but you want to keep some of the whey in. 
I mean, let's we're we're dancing around curds and whey here, but when people hear that, they think of the nursery rhyme. Yeah, she little miss little miss uh, Muffet, Muffet sitting on her tuffet. tuffet, which I took to mean pillow. Uh, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Empty the curd from the bag into a bowl. Work it with a spoon to the consistency of mashed potatoes. Uh-huh. Add sour or sweet cream to make it smooth. Season and salt to taste. And then, let's see the kind of things that they told you to make out of it in World War I. Right. So this is another USDA publication. And uh, it's actually really funny. <laughs> they warn you. At the beginning, that this is a historic archive document, so you know it may not be. Maybe don't eat s- it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Really? Did they they added that on there? Do yeah. not c- assume contents reflects current scientific knowledge. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so I like the disclaimer for your cottage cheese recipes. Okay, so they're telling you here you can you can substitute this in for anything anytime. It's basically a, a pinch hitter in baseball. Yeah, it's a filler. For, yeah, anything that uh, anything that you want to do. So we've got soups and sauces here. Cream of cottage cheese soup. How about that? Yeah, I don't know if that'd be real good. Just warm. Or, uh, oh, how about uh, cottage cheese and peanut butter soup? Yeah, terrible. <laughs> cottage cheese That's and probably peanut one of those, butter soup? Like, like, in those days, though, like cheap and easy to get, I guess. Peanut butter was, maybe. Uh, I don't I mean, know, really. It, well, I guess they made it. You know, I'm not sure because it has to have sugar and sugar's yeah. rationed. So maybe the peanut butter is just like the just treat. Peanut. It's the treat okay. of, the, of this. But uh, wow, cottage cheese and peanut butter soup. I'm not sure about that one there. Scrambled eggs with cottage cheese. What it's got to be really cold or it really isn't good. And the- since you're cooking it with the eggs, you are really heating it. Hmm. I don't know. What about a meat-like dish? Not a not a meat dish. A meat-like dish. <laughs> cottage cheese sausage, Simil- perhaps. Yes. All right. So that's a cup of cottage cheese, a cup of dry bread crumbs, or half a cup of cold cooked rice, and a half cup of bread crumbs, a quarter cup of peanut butter. There it is again. Or two tablespoons of savory fat. Savory fat. <laughs> savory fat. The only kind, Jason. A quarter cup coarsely chopped peanut meats. Peanut meats. <laughs> uh, There's a lot of loaves in here, different loaves. Yeah, half a teaspoon of powdered sage, then some more seasoning here, some milk, salt, pepper, and a finely chopped onion. Ooh. Why are we, why are we doing this? A cottage so much sausage. about cottage cheese. <laughs> cottage cheese loaf. I would just think if you whatever you form that into and started like frying it up, it would just disintegrate. It mm. almost is already. Yeah, I mean, I guess the curds are not going to really go anywhere, right? But the the whey is probably going to evaporate some. Yeah, that's my guess. I've never tried to cook. Oh, the cottage, cottage cheese. cheese club sandwich. <laughs> cottage cheese club sandwich. But they've got all these other good things on there. The cottage cheese is just like a part of it. So tomato, lettuce, mayonnaise, just. Put anything on top of um, A little of bit anything. of cold ham with mustard. So we're going to be mixing our uh, mustard and our cottage cheese. Yeah. Mm, got to draw a line there, right? It's, it's, then they're going to put some fruits on there. Why orange, the Dutch? Apple. The Dutch. It sounds like a Dutch thing. But now, the uh, creme de la creme, Jason. Pies and puddings that you, <laughs> that you can make with cottage cheese. Yeah, it's a sour substance, though. 
It's kind of a miracle I like cottage cheese, really. Do you think that people, um, like we've looked at these before, different ways that the rationing, the concept makes sense in those situations. But people really do it. I know they turned in their scrap metal, rubber, whatever they needed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But these things, do you think people went, oh, good, thank God, I'll just fill things with cottage cheese. I'll do that now. Well, that's interesting it's, because it's, in World War One, it's voluntary. Okay. And now we were very, very patriotic. That was a super patriotic time, so you could sell it that way. Yeah. And so they're just trying to get you to, on your own, do yeah. that. Now, World War II is different. They made it mandatory. And it was by law. And if you violate the rationing policies, you can actually go to jail. So that's a little more serious. Uh, now, there's, you know, there'd be ways to cheat it, but you wouldn't want to get caught. This is with the rationing stamps too, right? Yeah. yeah. So you've seen the, the book of stamps and all that stuff. Yeah. So you like you take that to the grocery store and say, okay, I've got a sugar, a, a sugar, or a coffee. Or a, yeah. It's primarily things that coffee were, too that were imported or meat. So rubber, rubber's a big one. Uh, co- coffee's a big one. Sugar's a big one. But also meat is in there. Was uh, fruit ever an issue or imported? I things? bet certain fruits were harder to come by. But uh, I don't ever remember seeing a specific rationing of fruit. Check out this. Cottage cheese pie. Oh, yeah. A cup of cottage cheese, two-thirds of a cup of sugar, two-thirds of a cup of milk, two egg yolks beaten. So this is basically a chess pie with cottage cheese in it. Mm-hmm. Doesn't sound good. <laughs> but people like that tart kind of sour stuff. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm just, I'm not feeling this one, Jason. So, uh, drink cottage cheese. A whey lemonade and punch. A quart of whey, six tablespoons of sugar, the juice of two lemons, slice of lemon or a little grated or diced rind, which you're not even supposed to eat, by the way. Oh. Nutmeg or cinnamon. Mix, chill, and serve as a beverage. Just down the hatch. You can add rhubarb. Rhubarb. You know about rhubarb? I've never even had rhubarb. It's out there. People make pies out of it. Yeah, I've heard of that. I just, I've never personally had rhubarb. Look at this other list, though, at the end here. It's like other leaflets available. (laughs) Do you know cornmeal? (laughs) How familiar are you uh, with cornmeal anyway? Food for your children instead of meat. So when they start complaining, you're like, hey, the USDA says that we've got to do this, right? Uh-huh. Well, it can hurt to like make people aware of it. This is awareness right here. They didn't call it awareness, but oh, it's yeah. awareness. Yeah, yeah. World War II awareness yeah. of cottage cheese. We're, we're, we're working on cottage cheese awareness. That's, that's actually the perfect way to think about Use this. Use fat carefully. Let the fireless cooker help you conquer. Hmm. Someone get creative on that one. It's vague. <laughs> the fireless cooker. I don't know what that means. <laughs> exactly. And let's pay a few bills yes. while we're at it, Jason. So this part of the program is brought to you by the State Bank and Trust Company. The best Valentine, a fat bank account, keeps hearts warm. When poverty comes in at the door, love flies out at the window. Start a bank account. It is lots easier for a girl to love a boy who has a bank account, and it's easier to love a husband with a bank account. That is so not nice. (laughs) I know. It's in the context of the day. Fat bank account. But is it just the day, though? Like, in 2020, aren't you more lovable when you have money? Um, If that were the case, (laughs) that, that might help me in some way. 
<laughs> it doesn't hurt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, you're you're right. I know exactly yeah, what you mean. Yeah. Girls are lovable. looking for the boys with money in the bank. It doesn't hurt. And oh. so are the girls' parents. Oh, you're reading again. Yeah. Okay. Yes, add, the girls' parents. Yeah. <laughs> add to your other charms a bank account, and she will take lots more interest in you. <laughs> <laughs> They're <laughs> just, just going to say it, right it five different table. ways. Right on the yeah. table, like, hey, dude, you are a loser so th- until you get a bank account. <laughs> so this is a Valentine's ad. February Open a bank so. account. Yeah. You're going to lose her uh, when poverty comes at the door. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Love flies out at the window. Yeah. So even if you've already got a Valentine lined up here you know, for a f- in a few days, <laughs> you better watch out. They've got because... a little bow, like, on the bank book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine the pickup line on this? Uh, did I mention that I just got a new bank account? <laughs> they wrote in it. I put a deposit down. <laughs> Remember those old bank books? Like ah. you'd have a savings account or maybe your mom or whatever. Checking account? But you would take it there, deposit money, and then they would just write in it. Do Maybe do the date stamp, and that was it. Yeah. That was, you I just recall. had to go and check. You and, just went and, and checked. Then, but then you had to keep your own balance. Yeah, right? you would yeah. add in interest, you know, be, be plus 15 cents. <laughs> the, the teller would just write it in, like, this is it. It was there. That's one place where Seems digital quaint. stuff. Uh, yeah. Now, besides the whole identity theft thing. Wow. So let's go on and do our bonus material now. And it's another one of these government driving tips. So let's hit the road. Matthews Burns, Left Governor's Coordinated Committee for Traffic Safety. Faulty driver communication sometimes results in traffic accidents. Even the best communication between drivers is considered by many to be inadequate. Good drivers make maximum use of all available means of communication by signaling their intentions in advance. Who's, re- who's reading these things? They're in magazines, right? <laughs> yeah, this is. It's in a newspaper. Newspaper. So they just every just uh, every dude. so often in the newspaper, you'll see this little public service announcement that says, "Hey, use your blinker." Her point. Yeah. Do you remember the, how to point? Oh, they, the uh, the hand signals. I, I probably saw one of those like eight years ago. There was some yeah, guy with a, long a trailer. Time. Yeah, or a tractor or something. Uh, yeah, they yeah. Put yeah. their arm out like what? But I guess I mean it's better than nothing. We have had a. Of these, some of these sponsors before where they're saying, hey, our car has a new feature, a turn signal. Yeah, a turn signal. <laughs> so before that, I guess hey. you would have had to just whatever you can do to, to indicate that you're about to do something different. Yeah. And that's a, that's a timeless problem, Jason. I want one that's like enormous, you know, like <laughs> yeah. really big. I want to say left. You can't miss it. You can't miss it. My uh, favorite one is the... Ford Mustang. Oh, yeah. Ford the, Mustang. The go, three. Da, 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 da. <laughs> we have now turned to the final page of this chapter, but it's all right. Old Kentucky Tales never fails to return. You can download even more episodes on iTunes or the NPR One app. If you like what you hear, please leave a review or rate us. That really does help. If you did not like what you heard, don't tell us. <laughs> Special thanks to WKMS, our producer Todd Birdsong the Paducah School of Art and Design, West Kentucky Community and Technical College, and the rest is history. 